What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Cubs on Tap. I'm your host, Cody. You can follow me on Twitter at Cody on Tap. And I'm with my good friend, Joe. You can follow him on Twitter at Joe on Tap. We're joined tonight by one of my good friends, my good pals. Like I said on Twitter today, he loves Olive Garden breadsticks, which is something that a, a, a shtick that just forever will crack me up. Um, but uh, if, you, if you're not used to that or if you don't know what I'm talking about, it's, uh, it's our good friend, Dom. Dom Frederick, uh, the director of morale. He's best friends with Ian Happ. Um, <laughs> did I miss anything else there, Dom? No, I went to Olive Garden last week. Thanks again for having me. It was uh, it was incredible. You're talking about class. You're talking about uh, really the high life, and it's not talked about enough. I had an absolute – I tweeted that it was a Friday night, my wife and I, and there's no other place I'd rather be, honestly, to, to end <laughs> off the work week. Felt like a kid walking in there, and I feel like that every time I walk in. So, you know, some things are never going to change. I've been going there my entire life, and there's just nothing like housing 20 breadsticks. Um, (laughs) And it's not going to cost you an extra penny. It's just a beautiful thing, and uh, God bless America. I don't think you could put it any better than that, man. And there really is nothing better than going to Olive Garden and, like, getting nothing but like the breadsticks and salad, like soup and salad. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's it, you don't sometimes, sometimes the good things don't change, and um, that that's one of them. I I just I don't know. I, I was craving it. We were craving it, and we probably go I don't know seven, eight, nine times a year, and uh, you know, it's just one of those. Times. You guys so, on that rewards program? I bet. Yeah, man. yeah. I mean, you know. <laughs> There's some places like I was referring to earlier that you just go to because they they just hit home every single time. So yes, I love Olive Garden. I'm never gonna I'm not never gonna apologize for it. It is high class to the fullest, and it is truly living the high life whenever you walk in. I and just it. like yeah, it. Jake says, when you're there, you're family. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Family. <laughs> Shout out to Jake in the comments. He went straight yep. to YouTube. I just want to point that out before we really dive into anything. Uh, for some reason, Twitter still doesn't like our uh, our streaming platform. Um, so if you want to join the conversation and tell us how many breadsticks you're housing during this lockout, feel free to go to Love over it. to our, our Facebook page at OnTap Sportsnet or on our YouTube. Um, I'm interested because I mean they're I mean. I asked Dom to come on the show, and while I'm doing that, I didn't say anything to him, but I'm like, what is there to talk about? Nothing. So we're just going to shoot the shit, and we're going to talk about the Cubs and you know what they can do and what they should do and, I don't know, anything else, really. I, I You know, Joe, you know, and, and mm-hmm. Dom has, has yep. grown to learn me. Like, I just love sitting back and having a conversation about anything, really. So, All for it. Yeah, man. Um, so, yeah, uh, Dom, how, how was the holidays, man? It was good. I mean, with with COVID and everything, um, it actually hit my uh, family kind of hard. So I we've been kind of cooped up a little bit. But overall, you know what? It's great to sometimes not do anything over the, the break, over the holiday, and just enjoy uh, bowl games. And, you know, the weather wasn't too bad, even though everyone's kind of looking for snow. I'm someone that I like snow, but only for like a couple hours, then it just becomes a pain. So, um, yeah, I, I really enjoy it. How about you? Uh, not too bad. Uh, you know, my uh, day job 
we get uh, the whole week of Christmas off or the week after Christmas off. And we had like the week of Christmas. We got we only had to work like two or three days. So, you know, I had a, you know, about 10 days off, basically. So it was really chill. And I mean, with how everything's going on with uh, COVID. Yeah, pretty much been at home if I'm not at work. Or the yeah. gym, so you know that's that's pretty much what it is, man. Joe, how, how was your holidays, man? I didn't even talk to you really since yeah, since the holidays. Oh, it's been hectic. I, I know we were talking before we we uh, went live. But I moved about a month ago, so I mean, there's literally just a nonstop uh, things to do, and it's it's getting a little old. Like I said, it's the worst, Joe. It's <laughs> it's, the worst. it's terrible. It's I got. I finally. I'll show you the quick the quick setup. I finally. I just got this put in. We just got all this stuff done over the weekend. There Two we TVs and the gaming monitor. <laughs> that is that is the best. Like, and you're you're engaged too, Joe. So like, I am engaged. the fact that she let you do that, like, right? I know <laughs> you you got you gave her the ring at the right time, man. Yeah, it's, ba- it's stuck it, with you. It's basically uh, uh, you got this until we have kids, kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> is that in the bedroom, Joe? If I if you don't mind me asking. No, no this oh this is our guest our second bedroom. So okay, I was gonna so, say. Oh yeah, this is not the bedroom. Up in the bedroom, then you have you have things in uh things are going well for you then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> no kidding. The bedroom. Yeah, I, I have so like there's uh, yeah this is thankfully my fiance is uh she's like hey we when we first look to move she goes let's get two bedrooms. And you just do put everything you want in the other one, and then and, and yeah, we'll go from there. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, this is our first pod on Cubs on Tap for 2022. Yeah. And I mean, I couldn't think of anyone better to kick it off with because you know we're in this lockout. I yeah. think we're I think we're at like day 50 or 51. I lost track. We were tweeting sad pictures of Cubs fans for like the first 30 days, and then I got tired of doing that. So uh, I have lost track, but. You know, we gotta we gotta boost morale. We gotta get the juices flowing. So, Dom, how are we gonna do that, man, with this lockout? Well, I think the one thing, and I don't mean to be the guy that is uh, holding on to uh, something that could be far fetched. I'm still sights are still on Carlos Correa. I think <laughs> it is a again. It might be over the top. It might be incredibly wishful thinking. But if the Cubs are going to make a decision, if they're going to say, well, what are we really going to do for 2022? I think your eyes are still on Carlos Correa. I think it makes the most sense. I've said it before. I think so many people have said it before. If you're not going to pay Chris Bryant, if you're not going to pay Baez, Rizzo, I understand why you wouldn't do so. But there has to be a point in time. If you were going to be a big dog, if you're going to be a cornerstone, hallmark, major league baseball franchise you're gonna have to pay someone and it's not like the cubs are the new england patriots and bill belichick where they just you know churn out championships yet (laughs) um they they got they got to spend and i can't think of a better guy to do so defense offense strikeout rate everything we've always complained about with javi who i love but obviously there are a lot of flaws there um Mm. i i just don't know who else you're gonna pay now, it might be really funky because, and I'm assuming we're going to talk about this, I really struggle to see when the season's going to start, when spring training's going to start, considering how negotiations have gone. But I think Carlos Correa is the guy. I mean, why are you signing Marcus Stroman if you're not going to make another big move? I, I, that's just my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. But we'll Especially see. to we'll three see. years. 
Yeah, for, for three. Years. You think three years isn't that big? Like I, I'd say like three years is obviously multiple years, but uh, that it's not like Strumman will be here forever. Yeah. So there's there's a window at least with him in, inside of it. And the only other thing I can think of is that if you're like, was it? A, I don't have any insider information on this, but if I'm just reading the tea leaves, was it a situation where? Jed gets in contact with the agent and they talk. They're like, hey, it's really only going to take this in terms of a contract, which I think is incredibly reasonable for Marcus Stroman. Like, is it just Jed being like, it's just such a good deal. Why would we pass this up? And if Mm -hmm. we're not good, then we can trade. Like, to me, I I don't mean to be a pessimist, but part of me kind of feels that way, depending on what they do moving forward. Because I think everyone would agree, like, the team is – okay but it there's still a lot of holes we're still banking on frank who i love to be you know one of the best <laughs> players in baseball mm-hmm. patrick wisdom you know we're still banking on a lot of things that are unknown yeah. um and i don't think we can pencil ourselves in as a 90 win ball club with how we're constructed so far i would agree with you man uh there's definitely a lot of holes i think the first to me personally still the biggest hole is i i still think the cubs need one more one more starter. It doesn't have to be like, you know, top tier, but like, I, I don't have any names off the top of my head right now, but like, I just don't think you can go in and bank bank on the combination of Alzelay, Steele, and, you know, whoever else. I can't think of the other person. There's there's like a, there's like a three-headed monster there. Mills, yeah. Keegan. Yeah, yeah Keegan I, Thompson. That, that, thank you. And Mills, I guess, too. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of feel, and I was thinking about this too, Cody. I was like, I was doing the same thing. Like, who would be a guy you'd want to bring in? And I think the reason why no one can put a finger on it is because good organizations win at the margins. And when Mm. we're in these situations where it's like, well, who are you going to bring in? Are you going to rely on the guy that's in the or in the uh, organization already? Are you going to go get one? The good team just go out and find a way to make it work. So. I guess that's like the next test for Jed. He's proven it in a few ways. Frank, you know, Pat Wisdom, for example, like margin right. guys making it work, Ortega, you know, that type of stuff. But you have Hermosillo. to consistently do that. Yeah. You have yeah. to consistently do that if you want to be a winner. It's not only saying, hey, we need to pay for Marcus Stroman or Carlos Gray. It's like you got to win when no mm. one's expecting you to win in that situation. So. Again, if, if they can find a way to do that, if they can find a way to platoon, if they can find a way to, you know, match up a, a fifth starter in terms of, you know, facing a specific team, what have you, that that's very well what they have to do because, you know, I don't think there's anyone out there that's going to be a magic fix unless you're going for Rodon, which I don't know if they're necessarily going to go for, things like that. So. We'll see. I mean, Jed has a lot on his plate. I think he's uh, he has a lot of decisions to make. And that's why I go back to Correa, because if you're really in on a Correa, it says what you want for this organization moving forward. If you're not really in on it and you're saying, well, I don't want to go totally all in. I only want to go six years. Then, you know, it's kind of the same old stuff we've heard over the past, mm-hmm. whatever, five free agencies. Not including Strowman, because I, I don't count that because it was such a good deal. It's like, who else would not pay yeah. on that money? Right. I think the only people who are out who might be out on Correa is like the people who have PTSD from Jason Hayward's contract. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Just can't live and, on that forever. I mean, you got to yeah. think back to the U Darvish trade as well, or the U Darvish signing as well, as all, although that did pan out a little bit. 
he was mm-hmm. really good at the end, but like early for only such a small time. Um, yeah. it, you, you have to get over that. You have to. Yeah. You can't. Li- you can't live in the past. Like you have Jason to. Hayward. Jason Hayward is Jason Hayward. Like it. It, it just came out of nowhere. You know. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. And it's weird. Win, it's weird that it's sustained. But exactly. Mm-hmm. If you want to win, you have to spend, and you're mm-hmm. going to spend poorly. Every single team is going to do it. And the and the reality of it is, dollars that are not spent are not reallocated into the funds of going out and acquiring players or trading for players. It just goes back into the team's pockets. And that happens year after year after year. And it's not like we have this endowment of money we haven't spent in the past. It's like that money just goes to Ricketts family. That's just how it works. It's just going mm-hmm. there. So yeah. I don't know. Like I, I see both sides of the argument. Obviously, I've been on, you all have been on Cubs Twitter for a while. There's different groups of people that are like, oh, it's not about, you know, the money. Oh, it's not, you know, it's not your money. It's, it's the owner's money. Make sure they spend it. I see both sides of it all, but I think the reality of it is teams who want to win spend money, and there's no other way to go about it besides mm-hmm. being the Tampa Bay Rays, which we're never going to be and we never want to be. Yeah. Well, the Rays did spend on one guy, though, like their own guy. Yeah, and, you're right. Which money that's at a discount. You yeah. Assume, assuming. Assuming, like assuming he goes on to be what they project, right. they're gonna get a steal out of that contract, right? And the Cubs really haven't had a chance. I mean, not to say they haven't had a chance for <laughs> they've had chances, man. Like, I, I agree. <laughs> but at least more recently, because you think who's the first guy who took something like that was what, Acuna. And it's it, I mean, it's gonna pay off for them for I, I don't know how long the the deal is, but I mean Acuna's on a discount. Yeah. But you know he got paid early and he's happy. Tatis got paid a crap. It's become ton, a very, very like yeah. It's become a very like popular thing among baseball is all these teams paying their who they hope to be their franchise right. players and, and, and at the, on a lesser extent the Cubs did that to David Bodie. You know that's a little different. Yeah, they gave well, they did it to Rizzo. They did it to Rizzo. Yeah, and Rizzo. You know, yeah, they, they were able to get that done. I still and Starlin Castro. I guess you could yeah, count in not, that too. Not to rehash the Cubs. Uh, golden years considering you know that era is over still yeah. think the cubs maybe won a little too early to where it's like you know what javi chris kind of get the mindset of you know we've won we've done this we're we'll get paid in the future and they did javi did you know it's mm-hmm. you know so i don't know mm-hmm. i i know i know uh uh contract wasn't figured out and i might be going on a tangent but I think it's a little bit different where you have Acuna who hadn't won or, you know, the White Sox players who haven't won yet. And, yeah. I don't know. I think it's a little bit different, but I totally hear your point for sure. Yeah. Uh, let's get into these comments. Uh, thank you to everyone over on YouTube right now. Uh, Jake comes back. He says, Correa for eight to ten years or KB for six and Rodon for whatever he commands. Um, I would say, I mean, everyone knows. Is the money knows. the same? That's Thank a good question. Correa, Correa is going to make much more. Yeah, than KB, and he's asking for more years. It, it's it's a tough because I remember uh, the Bruce Levine thing came out about um, Correa, where what the Cubs were off Eric wanted to, didn't want to go past seven. Right? Was that it? I, I Some, something not, like that. Where the Cubs didn't want to go past yeah. seven, and Correa is like specifically looking for eight plus. Yeah, and I mean, there's really no there's really no way to gauge what KB is looking for or what he's going to get, especially now. But going back to Korea, I mean, Korea, he just signed with Boris. 
And I know people get all pissed off about Scott Boris because he notoriously yeah. gets the he's most really good at his players. job. At the end right. Of the day. You know, it's not to say it's a bad thing. There's yeah. no reason to like, dislike a guy for getting, you know, it's for being really good at his job. But like, you know, he's going to do what his client wants. If his client wants to sign for five years and a billion dollars, he's going to do whatever the hell he can to get that contract. So, so whether that scares you, I don't know. But we'll see. I mean, to answer the question, I'm going to go, I, I'm still going to go with Korea just mm-hmm. by the fact of, and I love Chris, but we've seen, if you're just going by F war, you're seeing the, you're seeing the numbers deteriorate. Is he a four win player for the next three years? I hope so for his sake. I don't know if that's the case. Maybe I'll be totally wrong. I think Carlos Correa can legitimately be a six win player for the next three years. Next four years, I think the gloves there. I think he still has a lot to prove. He's younger, and I think if you add it up in the end, Rodon's proven that the the arm is shaky. The fastball wins it there in the second half. I just think Carlos Correa is a better guy. If you're gonna go, if you're gonna spend the money, go all in. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. go for the best product. Don't go for the cheap TV. Just go for the good, massive, hundred inch TV. If you're gonna go pay for it, go get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that that's my that's my take on it i i say sure. for for rodan i completely agree if you know if rodan ends up being great for the next three years i'm okay with missing out on him yeah. there's just too much you know it's it feels like it's almost too good for him to go to to the angels and just disappear for the next you know three years like cj wilson-esque yeah i hear you but like yeah you know whatever he, he has filthy just, stuff man but he, he does just can't no stay doubt. healthy and then there's like no this doubt. year the the white Sox literally like overused him and that's why he was you know he, unusable yeah. in the playoffs basically he like so. wasn't didn't he didn't he kind of deal with that arm yeah dead arm yeah because like he had never pitched this many innings or whatever right and even that was he only got to like 160 innings like that's not yeah. that's well, not I, a lot i remember yeah. watching rodan at my friend's bachelor my good friend's bachelor party who's a white Sox fan going to the brewers white Sox game and rodan started and he's throwing like Second inning, third inning, I look up and ask my friend. I'm like, Rodon throws 98? Like, right. I didn't do it. But then at the end of the year, it's, what, 90? You know, yeah. Everyone. It's just a different, yeah. it's a different game. Different right. game. So, you know, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I will say that your thing, what you said about, about KB, Dom, I tend to agree with you. But first, and maybe this is just my Cubs bias. Like, you know how I am. Like, I just, yeah. I get up. I, I get up for a letdown. You're, I, you're a true KB stan. I really like am. you are. You fought yeah. those battles for a while. I did. And, yeah. like, to me, it's like, I feel like maybe two or three of those years, the last two or three years of his career, I think they go completely different if the Cubs are able to just find – if they just pay the guy. Like, because he's – you got those I trade agree. rumors. You got everything coming out of the Chicago media where they – honestly, in my personal opinion, I feel like they pushed him out of the city mm-hmm. in a way. Um, yeah. Definitely. Oh, yeah. And it, yeah. it really – like, if I don't you want to compare – about it, it either. Right. And if you want to compare it to another, like, Chicago athlete, I always compare it to, like, D. Rose. And, like, he was – you know, once the injuries hit and he was making all that money, like – I know it's a little bit different when you talk about contract and stuff like that, but like he was at like Rose was at the peak of, you know, his career and like the bulls were back and everything. And then he goes through all this stuff and like the entire city flipped on him. Chris Bryant has an injury plague 2018. And ever since then, it's just like went downhill and he was 
he was good in 2019. And then if you want to count 30 games in 2020, like what kind of fan are you? And then this I year he you. was pretty solid. So it's like, I don't know, man. Like that's why to me, it's like, I I'm with you. I think Correa would be the better buy because he's younger and he plays shortstop, meaning that as he gets older, he might be able to shift over to third or if you need to move yeah. him to second, whatever. Like he's, he seems more versatile, definitely better defensively. KB is going to be an outfielder before, before long. You know what I mean? And yeah. Yeah, the numbers really have gone down. Like, you can't negate that fact. But I don't know, man. Like, to me, like, if there was a way that you could get Correa and then, I don't know, like, I don't know what KB's market is, but fuck. Like, I still feel like even if you get Correa, you can go get KB, too. I, like, I, like, well, like you said, if you're going to get, if you're, if you're getting Correa, why are you stopping? I or if you're getting KB, why are you stopping? But well, they, they have the money for it. And I am, I am all again. I am a KB fan. I've always been a KB fan, and I don't mean to rehash the whole KB story. But mm. since you brought it up, well, I guess we're, I'm we're sorry. talking about it. No, no, no you have to say sorry. I think yeah. there's two things, and I've probably talked to you about this before. I think there's two things with KB. Other people have brought it up, which I think are are big factors. Yes, you are true. I think he was kind of run out of town. Mm. But I think, and again, people are going to get mad at me for saying this. I do think Chris had a different persona or different relationship when it came to Chicago. It was always like, I will do media on behalf of a sponsor and a sponsor only. Like Red yeah. Bull or bust, right? Mm. Uh-huh. American medical, healthcare, whatever it was. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Or yeah. bust. And I think talking to different people in the media who have actually – done interviews with KB on a consistent basis, been behind this. I'm not making him out to be a bad guy, but mm-hmm. like you keep hearing it over and over again. It's, it was always like sponsor or nothing or I'm out. I'm not talking to you. It's not worth my time. And I think yeah. that has led to the relationship. The second part is I think KB acted like Bryce Harper with this F you attitude. I don't care, but he really didn't have that mentality. Like right. he's he not definitely Bryce doesn't Harper. have he's that personality. You know what I mean? It's not like yeah. Bryce Harper, Boris, like we're getting as much money as we can and we're going to stick it to you. And we're going to like, KB's just a nice guy, just a normal like dude that like, you know, mm. wants to play baseball, kind hearted individual. And that's not Bryce Harper from what we've kind of learned over the years. So I think yeah. those are the two things and, you know, pressure mounted. And I, I think everything we've said is true. Um, it just didn't work out, but hopefully there could be some type of, uh, uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? Um, second chapter here with the Cubs. That would be amazing. And I agree. I don't, I don't know what the market is. I I really don't Mm -hmm. know what the market, I think it's telling that the giants aren't like totally all in. Um, so I think there, I wouldn't be surprised if the giants are forecasting a little bit of a letdown 2022 because yeah. It, see, the, the way I'm thinking sure. is after the trade deadline, you know, you just have a big fall of emotions. But the the upside to keeping all those guys is that maybe in five years you have a season like the Giants just had, like maybe, yeah. where all mm-hmm. those guys can just put it together and stay healthy somehow. And that's your upside. And look, and they, I mean, I know that they got kind of screwed with the Dodgers being right next to, you know, in the same division, but like that, mm-hmm. that was that was the Giants' upside, and who knows where they go from here because they don't have superstars that are like kind of ready to 
to take over. That that was a wild season. The fact that you had thirty five year olds like playing to like career numbers is insane. Mm-hmm. Insane. Yeah. When you see like Buster he's just like, all right, peace out, I'm out. Yeah. Then he's like, I, I quit, and I'm like, dang man, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> see, I would have looked forward to the Buster Posey retirement tour, but instead yeah. we got to go with fucking Yadier Molina's retirement right. tour, and that's just going to be unbearable. I'm going to boo the living shit out of him. I'm surprised that they didn't just make him like player manager. He's so <laughs> overrated. It's ridiculous. It's just oh, so – it's going to be insufferable, and there's going to be it so really many is. people that hate me online because I'm the – Might be. One of the people gonna pointing be? out how, how, how just mediocre he is. What's going to be worse, <laughs> that or the Coach K, uh, like March Madness kind of thing? Uh, no, I hear because you, Joe. Right around you. March, the Coach K retirement tour is just going to be you. absolutely unbearable. I swear, <laughs> I swear to God, and I think I tweeted this over the summer, if the Cubs give him anything, that final series at Wrigley, if we even have a goddamn season, I'm going to lose my freaking mind if Sammy Sosa hasn't been brought back before that point. I will lose my mind. Now, I'll what, join like, you, what, man. What, what, what do you categorize as something like, like if they recognize him in any sort of way, like where yes. they like put up something on the board? That's I mean, they, you're not going to get any like complaints from me, but I, they're going to do it. If they give him a number, one of those numbers from the scoreboard, I'm going to lose my mind. Oh, see, that yeah. would be too far. That would be too far. That would be too far. Stress out. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking just like a, hey guys, let's clap for Yadier Molina. Like, especially, like especially if the Cubs aren't in it at the end of September, yeah. you know what I mean? And they do something like, oh my god, I, I will, I will find a way to be at the game and boo him for the last yes. time. Oh my God. I, don't, I mean, I don't, I don't think Cubs fans would really re, um, uh, what's react to that very well. Yeah, no chance. Why are we doing this? Why are we doing this? Regardless of Sosa, you're just like, why are we doing this again? Yeah, mate, that's a good point, though, Dom. Like, if if they were to do that, but they don't, they haven't welcomed back Sammy Sosa by then. I don't know. Like, the Cubs have had all this time with this lockout. To just listen to us bitch about like Sammy Sosa not coming back. Like I wrote an article about how like making the case for his Hall of Fame uh because the voting's coming up and I know he's not gonna get in, but you know, I'm just like KB, I'm a Sosa stan because he's the reason I'm a Cubs fan. But like yeah. you know what I mean? Like you got one little empty spot in that Cubs Hall of Fame, and yeah. Sammy Sosa should be should should be there. And it's honestly like he should have been like the like part of the first set of people. Like it, it was mind blowing that they didn't put him there, man. I like I was so mad. There's it's so crazy. many things about that. It's crazy. I could go on and on, and I <laughs> I know so many other people could go on and on, but I don't know. I just feel like sometimes these these rich wealthy people they they really do just live in their own world, and they can just say, "Hey, I can." They, they're. They, George McCaskey, perfect example. I can do yeah. whatever I want because I have, I own the team and I have all the money. And you guys can complain from your whatever peasant houses with your whatever, you know, peasant lives. And, you know, I'll just keep making money. That's yeah. how it's going to go. Yeah. When you say it like that, man, it's so like, I feel so degraded. Like, it's I like, know. Like these, these owners just take my money every freaking yeah. summer. Whether I go sit in left field or if I sit, you know, in the 200 section somewhere surrounded between second or third base or not second or third, but third, third base or first. Second and third base, baby. (laughs) Uh, You know what I mean? Like wherever I'm sitting, 
It's like there, there was like at least a few minutes every game I went to last year. I was like, Tom Ricketts is just he's just happy I'm here. Like he's just glad to take my money. He's glad to take my twelve dollars for every freaking beer that I'm about to pay for this. It, it like I get they over it very better, quickly. It, they do. They do. They always do taste better there at the ballpark. Yes. But like, it is like you do. You really do just feel really degraded. Like you, they take so much out of us, and then they like the least they could do is like make things right with this. Like you know what I mean? Like I agree. Yeah. So. I agree. It's crazy. It's crazy. Speaking of owners, I mean, I don't know how we can transition transition any better into the lockout. Right. I have a whole lot of things to say about the billionaires lockout. versus millionaires. Millionaires should I, give in. It's, Fuck uh, yeah. I think we are losing fans day by day. I, I agree. We are becoming a, and I don't mean to sound like the woe is me, sky is falling, no pun intended, Cody, <laughs> sky is falling uh, type of attitude right here. But mm-hmm. I truly believe, even in an offseason, it's like you cannot go months without having any news about your sport i'm sorry you just can't and expect they lost the agency completely i'm noticing it just from like a social media standpoint and you can probably say the same thing cubs stuff baseball stuff in general just isn't as hot people don't want to talk about it people don't care about it and i know we're talking about it right now but like the average fan who doesn't you know dig their teeth into a season for 162 games Mm-hmm. They just aren't going to care. They're going to forget about it. Like, oh, they're fighting about millions of dollars. Like, it doesn't matter if the owners are right, the players are right. I stand by the players, but it doesn't matter. Like, right. it's just hurting everybody, and it's hurting yeah. the sport. And for all the times, grow the game, grow the game. The game's in a great spot. The great, Like, guess what, folks? It's not going to be if you don't play the goddamn season, if you don't have free agency, if you don't have spring training. Like, if the players can't even get into the goddamn ballpark, it's not going to matter. Yeah. And that's the reality of it. Pisses me off. And um, it's super petty, too, that like yeah. they took all their faces off the websites and yeah. stuff like yeah, that. I'm kidding. It's like it's, there's no need for that. It sucks. And you know what? And I'm, I'm going to go on a tangent. But here's <laughs> the problem is that and, and I, I saw what I don't know if you guys paid any attention to John Boy, but he kind of got dragged the other yeah, day. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, with yeah. The, with his uh, – and correct me if I'm wrong, if I'm taking anything out of context. And, again, I'm not pro-owner. But from mm. what I understood, he was saying that from his um, uh, discussion with the MLBPA, he found it kind of challenging to work with them. Am I taking this out of context at all? I don't listen to John Boy, so I only saw what I saw on Twitter. It was like a tweet or something like that. Yeah. Right. And it was like, it was like oh, we had discussions with them, and they were the hardest to deal with, yada, yada, yada. And everyone like went down his back by saying, like, the, the, the players are the MLBPA. And he's like, well, like, the like people that are actually speaking on behalf of the MLBPA might not speak for everyone. And it just kind of went out of, like, out of left field. And it's like, I'm all for supporting the players. I'm all for making sure the players get what they want. But the reality of it is, guys, if the players are holding out to get what they want, we will not have a season. It's not going to happen because the owners own the goddamn team, and it's their business. And they're like, guess what? Screw you guys. We're going to make it work because it's our business. And I'm here for the players. I'm here. I want them to get paid. I want them to stand up for what they believe in. But it's also the reality of, folks, 2020, we played 60 games for a reason. We could have played more. We could have started July 4th. 
Guess what? We didn't because the owners didn't want to. They didn't yeah. want to do this. They didn't want to do that. And it's, it's as you said, Cody, degrading might be a harsh word, but it's the reality mm-hmm. of there's 30 owners in here that control this whole deal and it's their own game. And whether you are going to like it or not, like that's the reality of it. So if the players can't figure it out or mm-hmm. if the owners aren't going to budge, which I don't think they are, then we're going to be in this same situation talking April 1st being like, there's no baseball. Mm-hmm. And I don't see it going any other way. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I don't. Yeah. I mean, we're only about 10, you know, two weeks away from spring training getting delayed. Yeah. You know, like we're, sure. we're, we're right there, man. We like, we yeah. are right there. And yeah. is spring training the most important thing? Absolutely not because all the players are preparing on their own. But it, I mean, it, it, to say it's not important is a lie. Mm. Yeah. But especially with, for pitchers. Right. We saw Craig Kimbrell 2020. Yep. Or, wait, 2000. No, I'm sorry. 2019. 20, coming, yeah, 2019. Coming back. And it's like, like I couldn't even throw a pitch anymore. Mm, like, yeah. and again, I know that's a single uh, one individual, but like, yeah, this stuff matters. Like you can go hit in the cage with your buddies, with your private coach, but it's not the same. It's just not. Mm, yeah. And, um, what do you think about the, there's a lot there's so many free agents out there still like we talked about so Correa many. but if, if the season gets delayed Correa can't sign till April yeah. if if April is even when it happens you know like yeah. <laughs> he's not going to have a team when the season starts if if this continues yeah and so Correa is one of your biggest players yeah I think I I think it's um not to go back to John Boy but I just thought it was interesting how so many people I don't want to say miss the point but just did but are like are so hell bent on like the players, the players, the players, the players, the players. And it's like, guys, like the own, like this is the owner's game. Like I know we want, we, we, we root for the players. We watch the players. Like ultimately it's, it's about the players, but it's not because it's not their game. They, it's the owner's game. They make the rules. They pay the players. They pay. And it's, and you can go through all walks of life. Like the people that have the money make the decisions and they're going to be the ones at the end of the day, making the final call. So, I don't know. I, I went on a tangent, but it was just – I've been thinking about it. I'm just like, why are so many people missing this? Like, the players are obviously going to have to give in. They're going to have to. There's yes. no other way to go about it. They're going to have to. Or else it, we're not going to have baseball. And they're not going to be paid. It, it's, under our micros- it's under our microscope right now because it's the only topic going around in baseball is the players going to have to give in, the players going to have to give in. Realistically, it, it sucks. Yeah. But- you know, if, if the players gave in tomorrow when they're meeting, am I going to be upset? No, because there's going to be baseball on time. I hear you. I, I hear you. And I, <laughs> right. I'm here uh, again. I want to make it clear because I don't want my words to get taken out of context. I am supporting the players. Mm-hmm. I'm not mm-hmm. here trying to speak as if I think the union should be busted. No, but I also am. I I understand how these things work, and it's like. Both sides are going to have to give, and probably the side that's going to have to give more is the players because yep, they don't definitely. own the game. So, yep. sorry. Well, if the players give in, man, I just hope they at least get this uh, uh, manipulation. What, what is the right. term? A service uh, time. The, yeah, service manipulation time. of yeah. service time fixed. Yeah. I feel like at the very least, if they can get that fixed, then like, I don't know. At least I'll feel better for like the the young players that are potential superstars coming up and. You know, teams not having to wait or fans not having to wait certain amount of days or whatever, like kind of like how we did with Chris Bryant. But 
you know, it's a it's a thing that has been happening in baseball for a really long time. So I don't know. It, it you, Dom, it you're 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 right, man. Like, there's just like no other way really to say it. Is just they. I am pro player, but at the same time, if there's going to be baseball, whatever it's we got to do, you know what I mean? Right. But I got this two TV set up so I can watch the Cubs. Yeah, yeah. It's like <laughs> it, it's just it, this is it's gonna it happens in all walks of life. Like yeah. the, the the worker is always going to get the short end of the stick. This isn't. We don't live in a socialist society. This isn't how it works. You know, it's like yeah. it is straight capitalism. God bless America to the core. That's the that's the country we live in for good or for bad. That's how it is. And uh, I don't know. I, I feel like people I feel like John Boy got dragged for something that was not really deserve not really deserving. I'm not trying to carry his water or anything, but mm-hmm. it just I, I felt like that was that was an instance where I was like, what are we? Do- why? Like, is this really the thing that that you're frustrated? About? I felt like a lot of people were dragging him because it came off as if he was just supporting the owners as well. And yeah. if you're on Twitter and you're supporting billionaire owners in baseball, right. you're going to get ratioed out the ass. Exactly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, I don't think any, and nobody who, who pays, who watches baseball, you know, like we do is not pro player. You know, it's yeah, all the people no, who are, yeah. it's all the people who are, who don't actually watch the games or, mm. well, they get paid millions of dollars to play a kid's game. Yeah. But you know, if they, if they're not getting the proportionate money, that means it's going to one. Person. It's very similar it's to like, uh, if we want to compare it to sports going on right now, like college basketball players getting paid. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? Like yeah. the NCAA is making millions of dollars in March every year and just year round off, you know, college athletes for so long. And then, you know, then not getting anything out of it as in the players. And, you know, when you look at it from a baseball standpoint, like a lot of these players are getting screwed out of certain things because of certain things that are, you know, loopholes and and stuff like that. So, like, I mean, that, I feel like that's a, a decent example, at least. No, it's a very good example. And the, and the athletes will get their, you know, NLI little bone and they'll, you know, they'll get their little ad deal and that, you know, but then in mm-hmm. five years, it's going to be the same conversation. And it's just going to, time is, it's, it's just going to go on forever. We are going to have this. Time is a flat circle. Exactly. We are going to have this happen forever. And I like, again, I, I can understand why people are like, why doesn't this happen in the NBA? Why doesn't this happen in the NFL? Like, why is it only baseball where we have these labor issues on a consistent basis? Which is a fair question, but mm-hmm. it still doesn't negate the fact that the owners are go- always going to have power and the players are going to have to bend the knee eventually. Yeah, I agree, man. It's unfortunate. Um, moving back to some other stuff, I think uh, Ron, who thanks for being in the comments, Ron, I wish you were on the show tonight. Um, he mentioned Tyler Anderson. I'm not. I'm not very knowledgeable about Tyler Anderson, Dom. I don't know if you how you feel about him. Trade to the Mariners. Was he? Yeah, Tyler, was that Tyler, Tyler Anderson? Anderson? Tyler yes. Anderson on the Brewers. Was that's he Brett Anderson. Of the right Anderson. That's nah, Brett Anderson. That's Brett Anderson, man. It's Brian Anderson or Brian? Yeah, yeah. Christ. <laughs> I don't know about enough. I don't know about Tyler Anderson. I don't know anything about Tyler, Tyler Anderson either. Tyler Anderson was the lefty pitcher from the Pirates who I mean, he got traded to the Mariners. He's got the real funky uh, leg kick where he brings it up, back down, back up. 
Okay. I couldn't tell. I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't tell her if it was him or the honestly, the guy. You could. You could have a. You could give me a line of a hundred people. I couldn't tell you. Goddamn, Tyler Anderson was. I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, right. Ron. Uh, <laughs> uh, I I don't disagree with Ron, but like you said, I mean, you can you can find a Tyler Anderson on the street. To be honest, like he's not yeah, somewhere where you're like, oh, we got Tyler Anderson. <laughs> like this is what changes. Like you're adding. So right now the Cubs. I don't want to say Marcus Stroman is not an ace, but he's not like, you know, a top, top, top guy. No. And no. the Cubs really don't have an ace. And Tyler Anderson is just adding to your third, fourth, fifth starter spot. You know, like that doesn't yeah. do anything, which, which is fine. Well, like, there's no, that's why you're hoping Albert Alzale takes that next step. Cause yeah, he has exactly. elite ace type stuff, him or Justin Steele. I, I have more uh -huh. faith in, and uh, Albert Alzale hitting that type of potential. But you know what I mean? Like, uh, those guys are still young. And, you know, I felt like Alzale, his biggest problem before they put him in the bullpen because of his innings limit or whatever, um, I thought his biggest problem was he could he always struggled in the middle innings. And he could just couldn't go deep enough. Home and, runs. Home yeah, runs. And, and the home lefties, runs, too, especially yeah. off lefties as well. Yeah, yeah. Those, I it's, think those are like the uh, two things. Going back to what we were saying, it's the it's the situation that we're in when you're not when you're not spending. And, mm -hmm. and I love Adbert. I you know I'm all for Justin. Like I I really support these guys, but when you're putting a lot of pressure on guys that haven't proved it, mm -hmm. that that that's where we find ourselves in. Right? It's like we're yep. banking on Frank. Wisdom, Madrigal, Advert, Wade Miley. <laughs> I, I I love Kyle Hendricks to death, but right, yeah. you know we're banking on Kyle to come back all the way. Like these things. Kyle Hendricks is like a good example of being good when you least expected it in uh, 2016. Because in 2015 mm -hmm. he was the number five guy in the rotation. Um, and he, you know, he was kind of shaky for most of that season. I felt like, and I didn't, I didn't really know how to feel about him going into 2016. And then he fucks around and wins the, the ERA title. Well, yeah. when you got Jake Arietta and John Lester and John Lackey in innings for you, and you got the Cubs offense being as great as it was that year, like you fuck around and win the ERA title because you're just calm, cool and collected all the time. Exactly. And I'm not saying that because of all those guys and stuff, like I'm not trying to take any credit away from him because he was so great that year and he's been really great as a Cub in general. Yeah. But like, I felt like last season, uh, I felt like maybe he put a little bit too much pressure on himself because that April yeah. and September, man, were they were tough. Like I felt like a lot of people were like, oh, he's not, he, he's not like good anymore or whatever. Or you just, you know, is having a down year. And I guess if you look at the numbers at the end of the season, like, I guess you could say that. But I just felt like his April and Septembers weren't good. But from May to August or through August, I thought he was great. Like, he especially after the deadline. He had whenever, a stretch. Yeah, like, especially after the deadline when, you know, the Cubs were, you know, basically in tank mode and were just trying to, you know, grind through these games. And every fifth day when Kyle Hendricks was coming up, you're like, well, we might have a chance today. Yeah. And yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so you make a good point on like, you know, and I feel like this is every baseball team, but if you have depth, man, at like oh. at all, at not necessarily every position, but just like at the three core spots of, you know, pitching, uh, bullpen and, you know, your position players, if you have depth, like solid depth in those spots and all three, like you're going to fuck around and be somewhere at the end of the year yeah and right now i just feel like the cubs still have a long way to go and like 
perhaps like you know the farm is 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 up and coming and like who knows who we'll see next year i know brennan davis is probably going to be in the cubs mm-hmm. uniform at some point next year which is exciting but yeah uh even those guys it's hard to like you know want to bank on those guys you don't want them to come up and feel pressure and stuff like that too no for sure and i i again i i, I just keep going back to the, we're gonna cody you're gonna ask me to come on this next year at the same amount of time and there's going to be a player that we believed in or a couple players that we believed in who are going to have a great 2020 season and they're just going to be terrible. And we're going to have the same conversation. Like, can we trust this guy? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's good. Oh, yeah. It's just going to happen. It's baseball, man. It's like, yep. it's going to happen. And there's going to be some guys that play absolutely out of their mind. And uh, we cannot believe they're real people like Frank Schwindel. It's <laughs> like that's what's gonna happen. Frank Schwindel on Christmas was like a treat, man. Incredible, incredible. <laughs> Seems like a great for, dude. First baseman for the Chicago Cubs, the guy that literally pushed Anthony Rizzo out of his spot. The guy <laughs> he literally that literally did. The li- guy that literally like made everyone think, like, yeah, you know, we really don't need Rizzo. Like, yeah, like, like seriously, like yeah. Anthony freaking Rizzo. <laughs> yeah, like one of the like, best we- players in franchise history. I'd this say the best wearing, player. Uh, nah, not the best Christmas player. But. tree sweater <laughs> in a garage <laughs> at a regular person's suburban Christmas party. He's yep. the first baseman for the Chicago Cubs. Just and he like, walks around people, in like golf polos and like khaki pants. Like people for like Anthony Rizzo. Anthony Rizzo left with his dad saying, Build this statue. <laughs> and, and like a couple of weeks later, everyone's like, yeah, you know, man, I think Frank can really like fill this role. I don't think we need this it, right. It's yeah. crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Not yeah. a real yeah. person, by the way. Not a yeah. real person. No, nope. it's hard to believe that he in fact exists. That, that no, is he, does, sure. he doesn't exist. He's fake. He's fake. <laughs> let's uh, let's nope. dive into the comments here. We got to go to one from Tyler Edmonds. Uh, just uh, it's just some speculation. And you know, we talked about ace pitchers. He brings up trading for Glasnow and Glasnow slash Kiermaier. Um, my initial thoughts is it's tough. You know, you got you're trading for a guy who just came off Tommy John, and he yep. attributed you know part He's of not going to pitch all next year. He attributed part of the like the injury to you know having to go cold turkey off of using. I, I don't know what I don't know what he specifically said he used, but yeah. he's like that he had to change the way he threw, and that's what hurt his elbow. Um, it for, for me, like we said, the Cubs don't have an ace really. Marcus Stroman's probably the top guy, but at the at the best, he's a low end ace, which is great. But if you're going to get an ace, it's going to have to mo- – at least for recently or, you know, in the next year, it's going to have to be through trades. And Glass now, I don't know. Like, he's a guy I like watching, but I don't know how much I – you know, for what it would take to get him, it's not worth it. I, I don't I, even think – I don't think you'd have to give up too much because he only has no, two years left of control, and he's not going to pitch next season. But you think pit- pitchers are so – I don't want to say overvalued, but – it's either they're getting exactly what they want or they're just not going to trade them, which is fine. That's great. Maybe. I don't know. But what you got, Dom? Here's the thing that I see. Joe, I hear your point, Joe, but part of me is like you don't get 100 just with that electric stuff sure. you know, walking down the street every day. And it's, sure. if you're going to get rid of bad news and you're going to trade him away, like to me – like we're not going to see all these, and I'm not saying all the guys that the Cubs got for him are going to pan out, but like 
you, you need a guy who can shut the door. You need an ace, and we, we all know that. We have guys that can do the job. It goes back to our original. There's two parts. It goes back to what do the Cubs want to do immediately. Do they want to win in 2023? Do they want to win in 2022? Whatever it may be, you're going to need that guy. And if that guy's Tyler Glass now, then I'm all for it because it's better than a so- shoulder injury. A UCL, guys come back from that all the time. They come back mm-hmm. better. We, we see it all the time. I think right. the stigma from Tommy John has kind of ended it's a little coming. bit, right? Yep. Like, yep. It, it's not it's not the end of the world anymore. Guys come back from it. We see it consistently every single year. Mm-hmm. So if, if you got to give up something, then, I mean, I'm not giving up Brendan Davis, but no, if, no, if no, you got to no. give up, you know, another guy. Like the Cubs, like you said, Cody, they're building the organization. It's in a better place than it's been before. It's in a better place than it's been probably since, you know, Kyle Schwarber came up in 2015, yep. right? Around yep. there. Yeah. Um, it clearly was not 2013 or pre Kyle Schwarber. That was ridiculous what they had. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Over, yeah. I mean, overall, I think you're going to need a guy. And if he's available, I don't see why you're not picking up the phone, mm-hmm. even if you do have to eat a year. I'm, I'm sure. still, I'm still doing it. And right. it was the thing is, if you're making that trade, you, you almost right away have to sign him to an extension. Like yeah, that would be I mean, if, if, like, how, like you would have to, there's no way you're giving him like, he's not a rental guy. Like, you know, yeah, the Cubs, at least for the Cubs purpose, he's not a rental. I hear you. I hear you. It just depends on what, what he wanted. I mean, again, we're that that's kind of down the line, but I think if you're just bringing up the question, is it worth it? I think it's absolutely worth it. Sure. So I yeah. think it should absolutely be something mm-hmm. you should be considering. And he's Tyler really adds, the only guy. Go he's ahead. Really the only guy, he's really the only guy out there. That's like, that you see is like, Oh, he's, he's an ace. He's a top guy that you're looking that's like probably available. Yeah. There's really off the yeah. top of my head. I'm not, I'm not saying there's not other guys, but you know, that's that's probably the number one choice or number one option. So I I don't know. It's mm-hmm. tough. You have like the best the best option is yeah. to develop a guy, which is it, it just seems impossible, man. Yeah. Well, we got uh, why am I blanking on his name right now? Braylon, which is Braylon I mean, what a year that was. What a year that was this past year. I mean, I, that that was tough. Yeah, where he didn't pitch at all. And I'm not trying to, you know, undersell the guy. I'm not trying to, you know, bash him. But Mm. he made the appearance at, you know, against the White Sox. And Mm. I feel like ever since then, he walked a couple – I I don't think he's been back on the mound. Correct. He hasn't. He hasn't. He he didn't pitch at all this past minor league season. You kind of think back to, you know, the last – I don't remember the exact word, but I think Ian Happ is probably the last – prospect where you're like oh the, you know that came up to the big leagues and and did something mm-hmm. and then after that it was it's miguel amaya and braylon marquez and nico i mean nico nico I true mean, true it, for a different reason like he, nico kind of shot through um he came up for an emergency reason yeah right and i think right. if 2020 was different and there was no pandemic i don't know if he would have started the year with the cubs so. I think, you know, actually trans, uh, switching over to Nico, I mean, talking with all those Carlos Correa stuff, if the Cubs go out and, you know, make a, make magic happen, what do you do with Nico Horner? Because the outfield is getting kind of packed, man. You know, it's yeah. not packed with guys who are, oh, yeah, these guys are outfielders, but these I are guys agree. signed to, my, to major league deals. Clint, yeah. Ian, I mean, Clint you, can't play J- you can't play Jason. Brennan's going to be. You up. have to I play Jason. Like, there's just, there's no, there's that that outfield is so packed. 
that I, like I you almost you. have to start bringing Ian Happ back into the infield, which is not going to happen. I, I hear you. I mean, I don't know if it's a situation where you're platooning Patty Wisdom with Nico at third. I don't know. I I, yeah. I think uh, Nico is. I I'm in full support of Nico, mm-hmm, but I totally. also am worried about the injury history. I think that's real. Unfortunately, the guy's been the guy's hurt all the time, and I, and uh-huh. I hate. I hate to say that about a player because I feel Especially like it's such, a young guy. It's such a demeaning thing to say to someone like you're hurt all the time. Like you are like mm-hmm. a fragile, but it's just with these athletes. I mean, it's, it's, it's the truth. The best availability I, is availability. The best ability yeah. is availability. And it just seems like he's not, he he's not able to, you know, be there every time and he and he, yeah. and he hasn't been consistent enough playing wise so I, I i get the point what do you do with nico but has nico earned the has nico earned to question that like did, has he sure. earned us to question that i don't know if he has yet well i think so here here's a comment from jake he's like nico's a gold, gold glove second baseman you definitely keep him there every day but then what do you do with nick magical nick magical is definitely not a guy who plays anywhere else and i'm yeah. not sure how much more control exactly. he has yeah, and whether the Cubs are, you know, willing to let him walk or whatever. And well, the nice here's thing, the I- thing, and I, and it's the point that I'm going to stick to. And if you want to, you know, come at me and said, "Dom, you're the guy who who preached this for so many years. You're the guy that was saying saying best nine for so long." <laughs> I will put my hand up and say, "Sure, that's my fault. That's my fault because I, moving forward, I am not falling for." The where are we going to play this guy? Mm-hmm. We don't have room for this guy. We don't, we can't fit him into this. No, 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 no. Get forty guys that can play, and we'll figure it out. And if sure. we got to hurt some feelings, we got to hurt some feelings. If people aren't going to play as much as they want to, that's fine. But it's about winning. I felt like, especially recently, it was well, we we don't have room for him. We we can't do this. We no no. We'll find room, and if they're good mm-hmm. enough, they'll get at bats. It, it's that simple. I think we've all, myself, I'll be the first one that raises my hand. I think I fell into the trap of we got so much we don't need anymore, which that was a huge downfall for the Cubs because they were always a day late and a dollar short, always with the starting pitching, always with trying to get contact bats. It was always that case, and it sucks thinking about it, but it's the truth. I think a lot of Cubs can, a lot of Cubs fans can relate. And to your to your defense with the whole uh, best nine thing, that's how the Cubs played for the last you know five years. That's how they played. Yeah. And now they're kind of transferring. You know, the Cubs kind of lived and died by the you know extra base hit home run. And not to say they're not going to need that now. Yeah. But they're you know you can see the the switch in strategy where it's to hey we're gonna we're going matchups now. You, we don't mm-hmm. have guys that it's you know this guy is slotted in the three hole every single game. That guy may, you know, show himself sometime soon, but yeah. we don't have that right now. So you're not, you know, best. There is no best nine. Well, I know? Think, <laughs> yeah, I think for me, it, it stemmed from the Joe Madden era. We're gonna hit Albert Amora lead off, no matter what. If the guy is a fast, if he throws a fastball up in the zone, Albert Amora is leading off. It doesn't matter if he's hitting, literally a buck fifty. Like it does not matter. But and. Like, we've seen that. Like, that would happen. We're like, my God. You know what I mean? So I, that's where it stemmed from originally. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to make that mistake ever again. 
Never. You know, never I, I love Joe Madden, but man, did he just do some funky shit? I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. Man, did he do some funky shit? This has been fun listening to you guys just go back and forth about all this shit. <laughs> it's it's true. Unfortunately. Yeah. Unfortunately. Well, I was gonna say, you know, with the whole Nico thing, I remember I don't I felt like a lot of people thought he was like they were like 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 I guess calling him injury prone way too early. But you're not wrong the in saying that yeah, he's been hurt and you, we still don't really know, you know. So I, I'm with you there. But with Nick Madrigal, I mean, I don't if you trade Kit Craig Kimbrell and then you're not planning on keeping Nick Madrigal like at no, least yeah. for a while, then like I don't like I guess both teams lose that trade. Yeah. Um, yeah I, in, my, in my opinion, the Cubs the, the Cubs could literally do nothing and win that trade because there's no reason for Craig Kimbrell to be on the Cubs any longer. You know, like yeah, there's but just no reason to like, right, but you could it's only upside from here, I feel like. Yeah, sure. It's sure. it's the I, I, I'm with you guys. I think if you're going to trade for Nick Madrigal, you got to. If you are going to go down that road and say Nick Madrigal's our guy, and you're going to take a hard stance when you had one of the best closers, like don't think about what he did with the White Sox. He was dominant mm-hmm. with the Cubs. Mm-hmm. He was. He's the guy you're going to hit your wagon to. Then you better hit your wagon to Nick Madrigal. Like it's 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 him or it's him or him or bust. Yeah, and, hey, Cody Hoyer would be I'm a nice guy in the, in the back of the pen too. But For sure. you like, know, when you look back at that, when you yeah. look back at that trade, you want you're you're hoping Nick Madrigal is the guy that is on the Cubs for the next five six years and is your leadoff guy and is hitting over three hundred like he has his entire mm-hmm. career and yeah. you know setting the tone. I guess you could say, I, you know what I mean for the offense. Yep. Like that's yeah, why I'm so big on like making sure a DH comes to this damn national league. So then yeah, you can yeah. play them both. You know what I mean? It seems like an automatic thing at this point, but so, um, but they yeah. need to get back to the, you know, be a, a consistent leadoff fitter. You know, the best thing with Dexter Fowler was the whole, you go, we go. And man, was he going, you know, yeah. <laughs> like there was yeah. like ever after he left, man, there really was no like consistent one that you could like leave up there all season. No. There really they, wasn't. But I, mean, I don't having know. Chris Bryant guys, I don't lead know off, if man. Madrigal's that guy, though. No, I don't think he's. A I, I don't hitter, think but... he's that guy. I think no. if he's a two, if... two to six hitter. Yeah, two or I, yeah six. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know if he's that guy. I think. I I I hear the argument of Dexter Fowler, and then it's never been the same after that. But I think the game's a lot different, and That's true. I'm all like again. I'm for like. I think we're we're. Um, kind of uh being hypocrites here when we're saying well when i'm saying well best nine best nine best nine and then we're like well we need a leadoff guy but platoon now but then we need a leadoff guy who's gonna play every day right mm-hmm. it's just yeah. kind of it's kind yeah. of intuitive when you like speaking like, of, is it positionless basketball kind of thing where yeah you're, exactly. you're, just put, you're just putting your best players in there and you just you just figure yeah, the shit out just figure the shit out yeah. right exactly. so, I, in a way you you're making a lot of sense because remember when the when Madden started 2017 with Schwarber leading off and it didn't work out. And like everyone like was like crying for him to pull him and like not pat him lead off anymore. And then we came full circle in the playoffs whenever Boston did that. And like in a, in in a playoff game atmosphere too. And I was, and I was like, all right. Like, like I had been, I stuck up for Kyle Schwarber that like the entire season. And like, it was tough. He hit a lot of home runs and, he walked a decent amount, but he struck out a lot, and that's why batting him in the leadoff, I guess, looked bad. But, man, like, he did really well with the Red Sox, and he was a complete different hitter with the Red Sox and Nationals, too. So, 
Yeah, know, it's it's he, it's old school. It's just old school baseball. And there's parts of I know I've fought against old school baseball a lot, but there's parts that you know are relevant, and then there's parts that just people use to get mad about. So I don't right, know. Yeah. I, I I think that's kind of where. I think that's kind of where it ends, but we'll see. I, I don't know. I, I think Nico could be that guy, but I also yeah, don't want to marry definitely. myself to this idea that we need to find Dexter Fowler again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that, that's, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's like, I feel like there are other things we could focus on, like building out a pitching staff or, you mm-hmm. know, putting the ball in play or having better at bats. Okay. Uh, if not lead off hitter, if not a consistent lead off hitter, I do think that the Cubs have to, solidify who's playing center field for 162. And I feel like we're going to get that with Brennan Davis eventually, but going into next season, it's either Ortega, maybe Hermosillo. I don't know. Maybe Ian Happ will play a little bit over there, but I hope they play him more in the like corner outfield yep. spots. But like, but like it, it's it to me, it's like, that's the thing. Like when, like, even even outside of Dexter Fowler's two years with the Cubs, like the Cubs have just never been able to have a like a, a center fielder out there for multiple years, like the same one that you mm-hmm. were like that you that the team was good with and you were like happy with. And that's why like I'm so high on well, everyone is, but like I'm really excited to see what Brandon Davis d- does with the Cubs because like he could be that guy eventually, and that's exciting to me, but you know, we just got to get there. Exactly. I'm just for, hoping that he is that though. You for, know what I for, mean? When you're looking at center field, at least for the Cubs, you're the quick fix is platoon, 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 platoon. And I think that's what they're, I hope they try because, you know, obviously platoons don't last forever, but mm-hmm. they work if given, you know, given the right players, obviously, but that's, I think we don't, we're not going to have an everyday center fielder. You know, you're going to see Hayward. You're going to see Ortega. You're going to see Hermosillo. You're going to see, you're going to see him play. They'll probably do like, they'll probably start Ortega against righties and they'll start uh, Hermosillo against lefties because he mashed left handed. Right. And that's what, and that's what it, I mean, that's what it is. Not to say you need to do it at, you know, multiple positions, but you can see it kind of happening where Mm. you can, you can see Hermosillo. You get him to hit two, both of them hit 260 against lefty or right handed pitching, respectively. Like and you're happy with a 260 average from one position that you don't know what you're gonna do with, like yeah. you're coming out on top. Mm-hmm. We're still banking on a lot though. I yeah. agree. I mean, even Ortega, think about Ortega. what we're talking about here. Even yeah. Ortega, you know, you're looking at a guy who bounced, 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 and then all of a sudden he kind of found his footing. He found some confidence, and that walk off home legend. run. That walk off home run is fucking awesome. That was I was game. at that game. It was awesome. It was just an awesome moment. But <laughs> the reality of the situation is this: is and I, I totally agree with what you're saying. I, I, like I said, I'm not falling into the best nine trap. Even though I love the phrase, I'm not falling into it again. Even though so I probably will, I probably will say it in the future. I'm not gonna lie. But <laughs> well, they're gonna get the you a best night eventually. We're not the hopefully. Oakland A's. We're not the Oakland A's. We're no. not the Tampa Bay Rays. We shouldn't. While I'm not, I'm not saying it because it's a dumb practice. I'm saying mm-hmm. it because this fan base in this city deserves better than having to argue about whether Michael Hermosillo, no offense, Michael, or Rafael Ortega is going to start in, every, in center field on an everyday basis. I no offense, agree. guys. But it's this, a placeholder. It's a placeholder. You hope at least. Exactly. Yeah. These are the goddamn Chicago Cubs. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm well, as a as a Michael Hermosillo uh, stand, yes. uh, when Davis comes up, I hope that Hermosillo moves to right field then. Because yes, I, I think that he can be whole like real like like a steel type like guy like not Jake Gary at a trade because they didn't get him in a trade but like I feel like he can be a really good player I still think he's really young he just has never really had the opportunity give you yeah. really solid production man I, I really it? am high on you're, you're fault you're like it's easy to fall into this trap the Cubs there, there's three outfield spots and the Cubs have like not uh, seven guys, you know, like yeah. you can't well, just be to me. He has like the biggest upside outside of half, though. That's the thing. Like, well, there's also like, Clint, yeah, right. Clint that's what I'm saying. Clint, like, Clint's I mean, yeah. he, Clint's gonna get that first start. I, yeah. I bet, like, opening so, day, he's gonna be in right field. And I think, I think the most he should. I think the most important thing, and I don't mean to keep laying it on, but I just don't. I, I think it's time that everyone gives up on Jason Hayward. Oh yeah, I mean, I, seven I think years in, I think it's time to you know. Yeah. I don't. We I don't think anybody has yeah, I don't think anybody just, yeah. hasn't butt up on Jason Hayward. He's just still here, and you have to play him. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. Like, there is no offense. You can do great it. human, great great person. guy. Yeah, great, yes. like I love yes. what he's doing for the community. I love what he stands for. Well spoken. Everyone likes him. Mm-hmm. Good teammate. But like, at least we have that, right? Because like, and you know, he'll take it like a champ too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like. Because when I think of like Cubs, like free agent bus, like I first one I think of is Milton Bradley, and that wasn't even that big, that long of a not even that big of a deal. Yeah, but like he was like the not only did he suck, Dom, but he was a terrible person and teammate too. Remember, remember the that he caught the second out, thought it was a third out, just like stood there for a second tossing. I know, but there's also the side of me that 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 loves it. There, there's also the, oh, even yeah. though even though it was to at even though it was to our expense, I still there's part of me that loves it. Well, there's, there's still the yeah. lovable losers about, back I, then, you know. This is to my core, to my core. There, there is something that I love about people that have no social awareness and are just are just hell bent on however they are and are just going to do whatever <laughs> they think is right, even if it's the wrong move. Yeah, yeah. That, that was that was Milton Bradley to a team throwing yeah. the ball up into the right field stands when he didn't know how many outs, you know, going off on Lou Pinnell. Like, what it's just that's the stuff you laugh about in the future. It's not, you know, I don't know. That's yeah, that's the my 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 sense of yeah, he can't hurt us anymore. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Oh yeah. man, Dom, this has been fun, man. Absolutely. Yeah, no, it's great to talk. Is there is there any is there anything on. else? Is there anything else to really discuss? Um, I, you anything know, I, you let let's check back in. Hopefully, there's something new that happens uh, a month from now. Other than right yeah. now, it's it's I'm all in on the Bulls. I'm all in on your guy Ao. I'm all oh, my know. guy. Yeah, that is my guy. Yeah, I mean it's um, <laughs> I. I it's the Bulls are bust right now, right? It like, is. Honestly, the the I mean, Bulls are carrying the city right they're now. Car- they're saving this city. <laughs> and um, t- tomorrow we're going in shorthanded against the Bucks. We haven't yeah. played the Bucks all year, right? No, no we I have not. Don't they play the just, Bucks I, on Saturday? Like, are they playing twice? I feel like it's so strange that they've waited this long to play them. But it's yeah. – uh, so right. we'll see you tomorrow. I mean, tomorrow's a big – that's what I'm waiting for. Is, We're uh, still excited about the Bulls on the day that we got the news that Lonzo Ball tore his meniscus. Yeah, I mean, you know what? You got ACs back. You got AO. I mean, That was such a great – having Crusoe back, man. What I know – yeah, I know um, I know they got absolutely smoked by the, the Nets and the Warriors, but I this, ne- this team is sneaky deep. 
Yeah, it's like it is. It's and I, again, I'm not going to try to. I'm not going to stand up here and say I know as much about basketball as I do about baseball. But I don't know. They're fun to watch. Best five. Yeah, they are. Yeah. <laughs> best five, baby. <laughs> yeah, best five. Best there you five go. To the grave, that, guys. <laughs> to, that, whatever we start. Yeah, when we start uh, yelling at Donovan for not starting the right people, Dom's yeah, going right. to start yelling it out, man. <laughs> yeah, Cristiano Felicio should crowd. be back. Yeah, literally. Bring back oh, kids. <laughs> Bring back I love it. Doing I suicides, love playing yeah, every one forty three minutes a game. Luol Dang spinal tap out there the next night, forty eight <laughs> yeah. minutes. Let's go. Well, dangerous. What was that for? Did he have pneumonia out. or something? What did? Remember, you got the spinal tap. Yeah, I do. In like you the do. playoffs or whatever. In the yeah. Playoffs, and then like I don't know. I don't know the I don't know the correct story, but I just remember like like. I'm not saying he was on his deathbed, but like very much in pain. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, it was not running great, back yeah. out there, right? Yeah, yeah. Tim set him up. Time. Yeah, yeah, that was man. Wild wild time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I think it just, it just for now, we just hope tomorrow that that Jeff Passon tweet doesn't show up on my phone saying that the players' union left a meeting uh, in disgust. I, <laughs> yeah right so like, i hate to break it to you i can't imagine it going any <laughs> i agree but i, I will admit whenever uh so dom i don't know if you've noticed but here at on tap we started a chicago baseball podcast we just call it crosstown on tap so me and our white Sox friend slash socks on tap host tony marchese we we host that show and the last time we did that show was right before that meeting and we talked about like our temperature going into that. And yeah. I was like, I'm feeling optimistic. I'm just happy that they're going to meet. I'm thinking yeah. that maybe things are going to work out. And he's like, yeah, and nothing's right. going to, like, he was so negative about it. He's like, nothing's going to happen. Like, it's yeah. all bad, whatever. And then, like, we put it out, we put it out the next day. And then the news drops. And it's like, yeah, Cody, you're an idiot. <laughs> well, well like you know, the- I might be wrong. We might, Joe might, you know, have the inside scoop about it. I don't, we'll see. Yeah. I don't know. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm yeah. wrong, but I don't know. I just, again, I know I've said it a couple times already, though. It's the owner's game, and yeah, people yes. just have to realize that. It's never going to be fair. Life isn't fair. And uh, there are so many people out there that want more money, folks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. Money. I don't know. I think – I. Stop me if I'm going too far. There are plenty of other people that could be deserving a lot more money than, than Major League Baseball players. Let's just say that. There are sure. plenty of other people that are getting screwed. I, Pay Much the healthcare workers. Than baseball players. So, <laughs> yeah. Forgive me if I'm not. If I'm not like I want the players to get more, but forgive me if I'm if that's not my most concerning thing. That's right. right. I, I just want I want baseball, man. I'll, like I, 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 I I'll be on the player side a hundred times out of a hundred, but if they got to give in a little bit to get baseball, uh, I mean, it's easy to say since I'm not a player, obviously, but of course, yeah. For sure, you know, I I, I I will do anything I in my abilities to get to get baseball back on TV. I agree. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I'm gonna do my best lawn run loose impression here, real quick, yep. Dom. Uh, everyone, thanks for listening. This is Cubs on Tap. Make sure you're following us on Twitter and Instagram at Cub or at Cubbies on Tap. I'm Cody. Follow me on Twitter at Cody on Tap and Joe at Joe on Tap and our good friend Dom at Dom underscore Frederick on Twitter, Instagram. I'm pretty sure that's it, Dom. Am I correct? Yep. No, that's it. Yeah. Morale Thank Supply you. Company. Buy Thank some coffee. You. Buy it all. It's all great stuff. I will be the a Dom supporter forever. I love this guy. So, Thank you, uh, Cody. I appreciate it. I really <laughs> do. It's it's great to talk. 
Um, this is like what my third, fourth time talking. I feel like it. I don't know. Well, like uh, that. so here on Cubs on Cubs on Tap, I know the last time you were on, you were with Ron, and with then Ron, uh, yeah. yeah, and then uh, I know you were on uh, Sky's Falling podcast, which has died, and I don't know what's happening with it. Well, uh, say right hi now. to Tommy for me. I will say hi to Tommy for you though. Yeah. Um, but you were on that one with us a couple times, so it's yeah. like the second or not the second, but like the third or fourth time that we have we have uh, conversed in conversation while recording or hitting a recording button. A button. So yeah, it's always good times, man. Absolutely. Thank you again. I appreciate it. It's all. Yeah, let let me know when on. you want me on again. I will, man. Pleasure. All right, yeah, Joe. Nice to meet you, Joe. Thank yeah, you. Nice to meet you too, man. <laughs> all right. Uh, with that said, Joe, let's get out of here. Uh, the only way we usually do. Let's go, Cubs. Let's go, Cubs.